Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build a life that you want to live. My name is Patrick Strevens, and this podcast is something of a journey for me. It's chronicling my journey towards peace of mind, and I'm honored that you're making it a part of your journey as well. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Nikki Barnes, a world traveler, a rewilding coach, and a very wise young woman. In part one of our conversation in the last episode, you would have found a lot of great, you know, concrete, practical advice on how you could make mindfulness a part of your life and how you can begin to, in fact, work towards a better life. And I think that trend continues here in part two. You know, we talked a lot about um, how we as human beings are conditioned by, by society, you know, by others, and even by our own limiting beliefs. What that presents, though, is an invitation to challenge that conditioning, challenge that uh, those inner beliefs. And in fact, right there and then, restructure what it is you believe. Of course, it's easier said than done, That, uh, but perhaps you know, hearing Nikki talk about it might provide you with some inspiration to uh, challenge what you think and become more in tune with your own body. I really enjoyed continuing my conversation with Nikki and I hope that you will enjoy listening to it and uh, you know, keep an ear out for those practical tips that you can use uh, to live a better life and start to think about how your own body talks to you and tells you exactly many times what it needs. Um, If we strip away the external influences of culture, of media, of other people, of our own past uh, selves and our our own limiting beliefs, what arises is an inner voice. And quite often the body will tell you when it needs rest, when it needs release, when it needs to move. So uh, again, really just a a nourishing conversation. You know, I'm blessed to be able to meet people through this show that that changed my life uh, weekly. Uh, I hope that you will find some value in it as well. So without too much more from me, uh, enjoy this one and get ready to take home some more great advice on how you can begin to live a better life. This is the finale of my conversation with Nikki Barnes. Now, do you you have a sense of, you say when you were younger, you were a people pleaser or you were kind of putting others ahead of yourself. And that's kind of funny. You mentioned that it's like, if you're anti people, you're still defining yourself by this hatred, right? Which is now these people are sort of living in your head, rent free, whatever you want to say. Do you have a sense of why do people, it's a weird balance. It's like, why do we struggle to put ourselves first? Like why do I feel guilty about that? But then be so willing to just consume the thoughts and uh, of others or, or, or to be mindless generally, why do we resist ourselves when we're we're sentenced to be ourselves <laughs> why don't we embrace yeah. why do we yeah, refuse to embrace it sometimes not everybody not all the time but it's a really good question i feel like a large part of it is social conditioning and just mm. we have these obligations from people like say you have plans with someone and then you have to cancel because you you're not you just don't feel like it and your friend gets upset at you and they're like why would you let me down like that Mm. um or maybe you you like do something for your parents but you do it wrong and they're like you did that wrong you messed up and then you feel guilty and you're like oh okay well next time i have to do better or like next time i can't say no to my friend because they're going to get mad at me or Mm. they're going to be disappointed um so i think it comes from that thing like socially we we're very social creatures like if you look at endless studies like we um we're there basically like our survival in the past depended on acceptance Mm. um and this is why like acceptance is such a big issue for us even though we're in a very modern age we're not going to die if we're not um accepted by people (laughs) 
right. at the same time, it, it is kind of there. It's like if you feel rejected by someone, then you're going to retract more into yourself and you're going to try even harder to to please them. Mm. And by, by spending more energy on them, you're spending less energy on yourself. So we have to kind of flip that script and say like, okay, hang on. Um, I don't have to be accepted by them. I just have to accept myself right now and put myself first because by doing that, I'm going to do better by the people that I care most about. Mm. Um, I hope I made sense of that. That's kind of... No, you did. Yeah. You did. And it's, <laughs> it's an interesting shift that has occurred as we've gotten into modern culture where we're at. is like, yeah, our, your survival is not incumbent or whatever on, on being accepted by a tribe. It's like, it is nice. And it is, I mean, you, you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> without other people, truly. But it's not life or death. And maybe... Maybe in some ways that has happened and we're almost not aware of it. Or it's maybe mm. our, our hardware our, in our brain, it's like it's just not conditioned to make that shift. But if mm. what it's created is a, is a world where people are, I think, exploiting other people or profiting off other people by mm. making them say, don't worry about yourself. Worry about me and what I have to say and I'll show you the way. Uh, so maybe this show could be an invitation for other people to not be afraid to be a tribe of one, so to speak, or you know what I mean? Exactly. Also, like a big thing is, is um, like check in with yourself if those people are worth pleasing in a, in a way. Like, sure. you gotta, like you have these energy givers in your life and you have energy takers in your life. And right. you can also take some time. You can actually make a physical list and like write down all the places, all the jobs, all the things and all the people in your life that give you energy and that take energy from you. Mm. Um, and then, which ones you can kind of balance out and change the relationship with and which ones you can completely cut loose because mm. often like we're trying, especially when we're younger or, or even when we're older and we've gone our whole lives doing the same things, um, we are trying so hard to to make the people around us happy that are actually not even worth our time Yes, because we're kind of scared of losing them because we're like, oh, what if there's not someone better out there? But like, believe me, there are so many people out there and so many good people and people that you will like find your soul tribe, people that will mm. understand you and people that will be like, okay, your dream, you have to go for it or quit your job or do this thing that you've been wanting to do. Like those people are out there. You just have to have the courage again to to take that leap and just to look for them and to, yeah, to follow your heart's desires because that's when life gives you what you want. <laughs> just You just got to be brave sometimes. You do. You really do. It's funny that you, you mentioned... Um, well, you mentioned a limiting belief there where it's like, I, I want to find some new friends or whatever, but I could never, or those people aren't out there or they wouldn't accept me or whatever. Mm. Uh, do you have any strategies for combating those limiting beliefs? Like it's, it's very nice to say, be brave and follow your heart. It's like, that is a great thing to tell people, but it's also like, let's be reasonable. That is hard as hell some days. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. So one thing is, is like, first of all, just accept that you are going to feel better some days and shittier other days. Mm. Like, it's completely fine. It's completely normal. Um, even people, like, I've been surrounded by people that I have looked up to for years, and they are so far ahead on their mental journey or their mindset journey, and they also have shitty days. So I, just, I was mm. just like, okay, it's clearly just a human condition. It's completely fine. It's completely normal. So that's number one. Um, and then also with like limiting beliefs, it's there's this um, fairly simple exercise, although you might find it challenging that you can just literally rewrite your beliefs. Mm. Um, so for example, you have this belief, okay, I'm not going to find um, better friends. And then you could 
I would journal. I would journal it because that way you get it actually onto paper and out of your head. Okay. Um, and I feel like it might help to actually ask yourself a question and say, for example, um, what makes me feel like I wouldn't be able to find these new friends? You say like, oh, well, I've never experienced people like this before. Um, and then you could ask yourself another question. Okay, so where else would I have to go to find people like this? And you could say, oh, maybe to another town or maybe to another country. Hmm. Or maybe I can join an online community with people that are like this. And then you go, okay, what kind of people would I like to surround myself with? Hmm. Um, you could say, okay, high vibe people that are fit and that are eating healthy and that are full of energy and they have their own business. Whatever, something, you could be super specific. Sure. And then you can ask yourself, okay, so where can I find these people? Okay, I'm going to join an online group. Um, and your new belief could be um, like these people, like, my my perfect friends are waiting for me in the perfect place or in a different place. Mm -hmm. mm, that was a terrible rewrite. I, I kind of generally need to write this down myself. Sure. But basically, like from going, oh, I, I don't believe these people are out there to, oh, maybe I just need to look somewhere else for these people and they are out there for me. Mm. Um, so that process of like asking yourself these questions helps you to understand where that belief comes from and what you can actually do to take action to change that. That's mm. really important. Now, it's funny, it strikes me that and it, it's similar to how you talked about your dream life and finding the seeds of what you can do in there. If you, it's, this is the great challenge that we're faced with is like, if you have a limiting belief, you have to interrogate that belief. And in that, in that belief where you tell yourself that you can't actually is the answer or the reason or the way to do that, that you can, right? Like within the problem is the solution. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, often these beliefs come from like when we we're kids or, or something that was told to us, like the, they've just kind of been adopted. Um, like for me, I've been working a lot on my money mindset recently, okay. which because like I grew up, I mean, I didn't, I just grew up in a fairly like standard family, um, but always money, money beliefs are there. And I kind of grew up thinking like, oh, rich people are all mean and grumpy and drive asshole cars. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, yeah, then I had to kind of like dive into that and go like, okay, well, actually, money doesn't make you a bad person. Money just makes you more of who you are. So if you're already a bad person, you're going to be one of those greedy people. But if you're a good person, it's just going to make you more giving and give you more opportunity to do the things that you want to do for others or for yourself. Mm. Um, so it's just finding like more positive outlook on, on all the things that are holding you back. Mm. Um, and just also having the willingness to actually question these beliefs and wanting to reframe them. Um, yes. And it's a lot of work, which I guess is why a lot of people choose to work with mindset coaches or someone that can actually guide them through that. Cause like, for me, for example, where I'm at now, it took me about five years to get here. But mm. if you work with someone, it takes a lot shorter time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting process. I mean, like once you get on the on the train, I don't know, like once you start actually working on your mindset and mm. on your life and on yourself in all aspects, like it's so addictive. It is addictive. <laughs> it is addictive. Back. Make your own magic. I like that. You like that? Does that show up? Like you can read that? Because to me, it's backwards. But I guess that's... No, I can read it. <laughs> so, okay, well, here, we'll come back into it and I'll tell a story about this mug. <laughs> so this mug, I was 
part of what I do for work is uh, I'm a news camera operator, so I go out and shoot news. And I was we were doing a report at a local establishment, a, a brewery, and there was a, a chocolate store next door. And this woman runs out with this mug, <laughs> and she says, "I recognize you, and I want you to ha- I want you to have this." I don't know who, and I couldn't ask her how she knew me, or but I just took it as serendipity because I really do love this saying. Well, yeah, I know. I love it too. Make your own magic. <laughs> because, Nikki, we are imbued or we are made of div- divinity or some kind of divine creation. It's in us. And if you deny that, that's hell. Yeah. We are magical creatures. Very much so. It's crazy, but it's true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to talk about reframing negative beliefs as positive beliefs what I've been working on is sort of seeing negative beliefs as an invitation to, to grow. Mm-hmm. I even in the summer when I was taking lots of time off and was completely enlightened, I've kind of come down back to earth, but I was even thinking at the time, I've never had a negative experience in my life because I could reframe it as an invitation to grow or even as a positive, if I wanted to. Now that's an insane thing to say, but it could be the building block could be the building block of something better yeah definitely i uh, i also believe that like for me um i work a lot with emotions as one well and helping people be more connected to that and it's the same for um like anxiety and anger i also say that's like that is just an opportunity or it's just a message from your body or from your mind to tell you like hey there's something that needs to be changed here like you can change it and you can grow and you can become closer to yourself yes um, so it's very much the same with that with like limiting beliefs because they're they're just there they're just a fragment of our mind like I said earlier that we've just adopted from somewhere like they're not real and like our our thoughts are as real as we make them <laughs> <laughs> if we pay a lot of attention to them and we say every day like oh I feel so tired like you're never going to feel full of energy because you're always telling yourself I feel tired Whereas, like, obviously just saying, I feel energetic, you're not going to magically feel energetic, but you're going to start seeing opportunities that you can take to make yourself feel more energetic. If you say, okay, I'm feeling more energetic, you're going like, oh, maybe I could take a walk this morning, or maybe I could eat um, the vegetables instead of chips, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of thing. Like, with changing the words, you're also just changing the way you see the world. Mm. That's 100% true. And it's... Because none of this stuff that we're talking, it's like, yeah, it's fun to say that we are magic and we're going to follow our heart's desire or whatever, but none of this excuses personal responsibility. It's like you are in the process of choosing the life that you want to live. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Saying that you're not tired when you're tired, it's like you're still tired, but you're never not going to be tired (laughs) saying that you are not tired. I might've screwed exactly. that up. We build our reality. <laughs> we build our reality with our thoughts and our words was, was my point. Yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, like you say, there's, there's no excuse not to take responsibility. Like showing up is a big part of it. If you want to change your life, you have to show up. So a big part of it is discipline. And I think that's probably the hardest part for people. And I know for me on days where I feel shitty, mm-hmm. it's hard to show up, but sometimes like doing your best, like I saw this little little image the other day that someone had illustrated that like every day showing up or like doing your best is different. It was these little circles that were either like really full, half full, or very empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. It's also kind of like, again, coming back to like we're human 
And sometimes our best is going to be just getting up and going for a walk and doing your most important tasks for the day. Mm -hmm. Whereas other days, your best is going to be meeting all the people that you want, getting extra phone calls done, like applying to new jobs or booking a ticket overseas or like whatever. So like all those kind of like these highs and lows are always changing. And I think that's a really, really important thing for people to remember because we're off like we're often way too hard on ourselves. We always compare ourselves to someone that we look up to and especially with social media it's so mm. toxic because you're seeing all the highlights of people and especially for people that that haven't got the opportunity yet to travel you don't realize that they're also just people um and it was really interesting now in bali like we met so many influencers mm. with like millions of followers and we met so many people that were like millionaires and billionaires and they've still got anxiety they're still socially awkward they're still got their mindset issues oh they struggle getting up in the morning like everyone is just the same like we're just on a different path in our lives and mm. that is a really good reminder that we're we're actually all just the same <laughs> that's great we are all the same we're, we're i would even go so far as to say we are all we are all one, one. We're all, we're all made of the, yeah, you, you said it first. We are all made of the same stuff We're for me to look at you and see somebody else and then see, well, I don't, I don't like what she said there. I don't, not you specifically. Maybe I'll give a different example. <laughs> the guy that I worked with last night, well, he's got a, he's not thinking straight. He's what's his problem. How could he let us down, et cetera. It's like, he's actually just me. And so if I mm. showed him a lot more compassion, I would understand, well, he's got a young son at home. Maybe he's tired. You know, maybe he's done a million things today, whereas I did nothing and showed up at work and was pretty mm -hmm. relaxed. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> if we could show each other a little bit of grace and if it helps to see you as me, that mm. goes, that can go a long way. It's not easy. Yeah, definitely. No, it's definitely not easy, but, but compassion is definitely a really important thing. Like, and I was even just thinking, cause I work a lot with horses. I was thinking the other day, like, um, hmm the way that people work with animals like that tells you a lot about who that that person is um and i think a, a really nice opportunity this is also kind of like what i do um and i want to be integrating horse work a lot more into um, my human healing work um like you can practice more compassion and more connection to yourself through working with animals so like if you already have a dog or something at home you can already practice being more compassionate with them like trying to train them something else I mean, train like train a new trick to a dog that's maybe slightly tricky to train, mm. for example. And you can practice your patience. You can practice rewarding the dog. You can practice um, even like speaking to the animal and like expressing your emotions. So that when you have a person to speak to, it becomes easier to express yourself. Sure. Things like that. Kind of off topic, but yeah, um, no, animals are really good teachers for us to to kind of grow in these ways. That's really interesting. That an animal could be almost like a a substitute, let's say, or a way for you to sort of practice patience, practice uh, compassion. They don't they don't think the way that we think, but they feel a lot more. They're sure. a lot more connected to their bodies, and they they're they're mirrors to us because mm. when we're feeling. Like even today, um, <laughs> so a horse got loose and it galloped towards me and it was a really big horse and I was just like, shit, I have to catch this horse before it runs into the road. Um, and I managed <laughs> to catch it and I put it in, this, in the paddock and it was fine. Um, and obviously my heartbeat was still up and I, like I, I have to calm myself down because I had to work with another horse straight after. Mm -hmm. Normally I take a lot more time to just like 
laid everything out, but we were kind of on a deadline and I had to walk up to the next horse. And um, he kind of just watched me approaching and I just moved my hand up to like put his, put the lead rope over his neck. Mm-hmm. And he panicked. He was like, oh shit, what, like, what are you doing wow. with, with all this energy? Like he's completely a relaxed horse. He's super normal. And this was just from my heart rate being a little bit up from adrenaline that mm-hmm. he immediately mirrored that. Um, and that already made me reflect a bit more again and go like, okay, I have to step back. I have to drop my energy. And if you think about it, like people are also that sensitive, but we, we don't pick it up as easily. So like mm. if someone comes to your space and they're agitated or they're angry, you're going to feel that and you're going to get grumpy, but you're not going to realize why, um, which is why it's so important to be more connected to your body and to your emotions and to those kind of things. Because then when someone for example, uh, is messing with your energy, you can go like, oh, okay, I understand it's them. Mm-hmm. I need to block that out and I can control my own energy, emotions, thoughts, whatever. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. It's, it's true. And it, again, it goes back to that sort of interrogating or inspecting every stimulus that comes your way, right? Like you're, you're right. If someone comes into the place, into your room or whatever, and they're bringing that negativity, you it. I don't know how it works, but it, it seeps out into you, however that works, perhaps through vibration. Yeah. But if well, you, like you were saying. I was just going to say, if, you are, if you're not being mindful and you're being unaware of your own life, in, in your own life, you're going to have no idea why now suddenly that stimulus has, has affected you that way. So mm. every waking moment is an invitation to, to be mindful in, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Just, I wonder... I feel like there needs to be almost a different word to describe mindfulness because mm-hmm. that's also it comes to the point of like almost like when you say the word vegan, people are like, ooh. Um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so I've always thought about it because like I don't know, I kind of I say mindfulness because I think it's it's still a nice word and um, or like being present, but I guess just yeah, just a general awareness of yourself and mm-hmm. like also taking responsibility for yourself and um, also realizing like a really interesting one is like when people get upset at you and you take it personally there's no point in that because they're just reflecting their things like you say earlier with that other guy maybe they had a fight with someone else and they're still feeling that tension and then you say something that triggers them from their childhood and then they snap at you and you're like oh i did something wrong but meanwhile they're just like super triggered already um so that's also really important to remember is that our we are all responsible for our own energy and when someone kind of like is there that we don't want them to be we can also um like protect ourselves from that in a way just by being aware and being like secure in our own bodies mm-hmm. for sure we can and we could also yeah. in that moment be compassionate and, and reach out and, and, and you know, again it's hard but it's like i spoke to a guy last or yesterday and his whole thing that he's working with these days is, is the idea of forgiveness and mm. I could in that moment forgive that person for all that they've done wrong, which is very minimal still. But again, it's like, why do I have to internalize any amount of anger when – now, here's the thing. It's like we are all one, but we are also two different people. Why mm. Why does his internal ecosystem have to project into mine? Like it's, it's, a, it's a balance, I suppose, then, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is just because we're energy. It's like the same with the horse. It's like mm. they're super sensitive to that, and we are too. But our minds override that, so we're still feeling that energy. But we're like processing way too many other things at once, which is also why it's so important again to like 
release those emotions because sometimes we can't always step away from like someone shouting at us or someone like cramping our space but you can always go afterwards and just like like breathe it out let it out or listen to music or go for a run or something um and also actually interesting um like moving the body is a really good way to to release tension um so when you're feeling stressed or when something has happened to you to actually physically move your body right um because it was interesting like at the time i i had just read a chapter in a book that was studying like wild animals when they're being chased and um like as prey True. but they get away from it um and they kind of like in the state of shock and then they all shake themselves they like literally shake their body and then they go back to eating and like life carries on and <laughs> the day after i read that i nearly got into a scooter accident um uh -oh. like very narrowly missed it by like two centimeters <laughs> Um, and I was super freaked out. Like I felt like I wanted to cry. I, like my my chest was tight, and I was mm. really stressed. Um, and we went to. We were at a co-working space when we arrived, and there were a lot of people around. I was like, shit. Well, now I can't release anything. Um, <laughs> and I just went into the bathroom, and I literally like jumped around and shook shook my body <laughs> and breathed. And I felt fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the language, but uh, okay. I really did. And then I felt so good afterwards. I was like, I'm still alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and my life carried on. Um, and it so, worked. Yeah. It worked, huh? It does. It really does. I think we, we discredit our bodies way too much. Like we need a really just to, like experiment like when you're happy give yourself permission to like jump around the room or dance um actually also like even if you're feeling sad put on happy music and dance around your house if you can or like <laughs> sure. or walk with happy music your energy will lift like there are these little hacks that you can do that are like you resist them because for some reason we want to hold on to like heaviness mm. but you can literally just shake it off like just dance just laugh just sing just talk just hum or whatever like express your your body or like whatever is sitting inside of you and you will feel a hundred times better so that's a great idea now i'm stuck on you in the bathroom stall jumping up and down but i'll i'll have to get over that <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it I've, i recently saw there's a stretch you can do like if you have one of those big inflatable yoga balls or bosu balls or you can even do it over the arm of a couch where you literally just yeah. lean, lean all the way back and just let mm. your kind of you're curving your spine out and you're letting your chest open up it's the same thing because so much so much negative emotion or negative energy resides in our physical being but that's kind of nice because now you don't have to worry about thinking it away you can what you're saying is you can physically work it out mm. yeah exactly i think that's a nice stretch because you're you're first of all like hanging towards gravity so it's just relaxing but you're also opening your chest mm. Um, I like to also do it against the wall. You put your hands on the wall and you just like stretch and invert your spine and you kind of just like wriggle around and you're like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a crazy one that I'm going to take credit for inventing, but I, I may not have invented it. But <laughs> you go, go stand in a hallway and, and go up on your tiptoes, right? So you're in a hallway yeah. on your tiptoes and you put your put your hands up as high as you can in the hallway. Now, now start to lower your feet back down flat to the ground, but don't allow your hands to slide down the wall. It's, it'd be similar. Huh. It'd be similar to doing like a, a, a hang, like a dead hang, I guess. Yeah. Loosens up the shoulders. You can try it. I'm giving it away for free, but I'm try it. <laughs> again, but I think I carry a lot of tension in my upper body because I've, I've built this mm. amount of muscle in my upper body. And sometimes I have a tent, but that, again, that's a mental 
thing going into the physical where I, I tend to hunch mm. and minimize myself, but trying yeah. to maximize myself going forward. But uh, again, being aware of those triggers is huge. Yeah, exactly. That's that's actually another like hack you can do is when we're feeling low, we do, we, we kind of like go into the fetal position, like our shoulders slump and mm. our head goes down and we're round our backs and we don't, we're not very proud. And you just kind of like imagine this like string pulling you up by the head and you, you kind of feel a lot lighter by that already because automatically, if you just imagine that, you're, you're up, you're in alignment, but your shoulders are dropped and you're hanging and nothing is forced. Um, so it's kind of just this feeling of like being picked up and, and you can even try that like when you're feeling sad to even just sit up and you already can breathe better you already feel a bit prouder you feel like hey i can actually look around my surroundings <laughs> right. um, very simple things to to make yourself feel good that's a good point you made at the end about looking around at your surroundings like sometimes i find when i'm driving i'm kind of going down a rabbit hole in a vision sense mm. right like i'm looking at the car in front of me but like if you go like this it's like we humans have quite a wide field of view you should enjoy the hell out of that because you can see yeah. you can see a lot if you let yourself look. Oh yeah, definitely. That almost sounds like metaphorical for some some wise statements. Well, <laughs> almost. <laughs> I was gonna. I wanted to ask you one other thing, and now I've forgot. Oh yes, you said earlier a minute ago that we we want to hold on to heaviness. You know, mm. we do hold on to baggage from our past or whatever. And I know some people that seem to have a hard time. Uh, making peace with what's happened to them do you do you encounter people like that in your work or did you personally go through something like that and do you have maybe some insight or some advice for wanting mm. for people who want to let go yeah um it's it's kind of just like i find a large part of it is because your identity wraps around that and mm. because um especially like going back again to like the biological days when we were just like living in the bushes um if you lose your your sense of identity it ultimately means death like your your brain thinks oh i'm going to die because i'm losing myself like i'm detached from myself hmm. um meanwhile like now we're in a very safe environment in the modern world where we can actually shed our old identity and we're not going to die so part of it is acknowledging that like we were safe that you are allowed to let go of your old life, that it doesn't define you anymore, that you can actually move forward. And it's almost, I think a part of it is sometimes also like the guilt of like hanging on of like, oh, if I let go of that part of my life, I'm also letting go of that version of me or that person or sure. this thing. Um, so it, it comes down again to like giving yourself permission to put yourself first in a way and giving yourself permission to grow and to to turn into the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but also genuinely wanting to change because often we want to, but we're way too scared to. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also like limiting beliefs. And you just kind of have to really sit down with yourself. This is also where journaling is super helpful and making a promise to yourself and saying like, um, like a nice one that could work is is writing down the words that you need to hear. So like write to yourself everything that you wish someone else would say to you. <laughs> so like, hey, um, I love you so much. You're doing so great. Uh, you're such an awesome person to be around. Every time you smile, I feel so good about myself. And like just whatever like makes you feel good. Um, but that also like helps to let go of things um, and helps you to love yourself more. And then 
also like in terms of when we're holding on to especially events with people in the past is writing them a letter of forgiveness hmm. um but not sending it to them burning it okay. in a fire afterwards nice um and again like this is where i was working with a client and they they did this and they wrote a letter of forgiveness to a family member and they said it was the first time that they cried in three years <laughs> and that's just because this is like we're holding on to all these things and we know that like that thing is bothering us but we don't fully accept it and acknowledge right. it so we actually need to like sit down and have the courage to process it and face it and say like okay i forgive you and i let this go and it feels really good in the moment you have to remember it's just the start you have to keep working through it mm -hmm. um it's a long process but once you take that first step you feel lighter already and then you're you're already more incentivized to pursue um freedom of forgiveness whoa yeah and it is because that's the thing right is like it is it is freedom on the other end of that journey and a lot, and if people well i i don't want to get into this habit of saying other people if people it's like how about i'll talk about me because and it, it's like self-centered but i can't like sit here and tell people that i don't know how to live their life but isn't that the case that you have to fully feel all that's been done to you supposedly or all that you've suffered supposedly don't yeah. getting it out on the page is in a way minimizes it right yeah because well, was it that bad? I mean, it could have been terrible, but it also was like, well, there it is. Now you, yeah. can, put, now you can put it over there or you can exactly. start, right? Well, that's that's something that I'm actually going to be studying more this year is more um, into somatics and breath work. And for people that don't know what somatics is, it's basically just body, like embodiment, um, just like being more in your body and allowing the body to actually process trauma and let go of it. Mm. Um, so something like that where if if it were for example um a really negative event like something super traumatic that is actually really hard to deal with by yourself then it's definitely recommended more to work with someone that actually knows what they're doing with mm. somatic practices for example um because like you get different therapy you get talk therapy which isn't always helpful for people i find i believe a lot more like talking is definitely helpful but um i think our bodies have a lot of capability to heal ourselves and once you actually learn to kind of like re-embody what has happened and then to allow your body to express that so like for example someone that um maybe felt like trapped in a, in a certain point of their lives and that became a traumatic experience by allowing yourself to do things like go running every day um you're going to kind of like remobilize your legs and you're going to allow that energy to move forward and that is giving yourself permission to like shake that that fear of I'm stuck off. Um, so kind of things like that is is a really positive way to um, shake off trauma and to let go of things. Hmm. Um, but yeah, again, like there's different levels of trauma. So like we all have things that we hold on to and a lot of the things we can work through are by ourselves. Hmm. But if you really get to a point where you just feel unsafe or you don't want to or it's really hard to work through by yourself, then... I would work with someone that actually knows what they're doing. Um, and it's so worth it. It is. And it will accelerate that process, right? Whereas like I took, I know I did go to therapy for a few years, talk therapy, but it took me probably 20 years to process traumatic events in my life. It's like, I, you know, probably didn't have to go 20 years, probably could have done it a, <laughs> a bit sooner. But you make another interesting point where it's like, if you feel trapped, you can start running because 
the, the healing of the trauma is where the trauma can come through where the trauma occurred, right? Like mm. it's like that, what we were saying earlier, it's like the door you least want to open, that's where your freedom is. That's where your ideal life is. It's like where the issue lies is your body and your spirit telling you, look here, you'll free, mm. your, you'll free yourself from the chains by looking at the chains, you know? Exactly. Finding opportunity in the pain. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> um, I guess I would I would wrap it up by asking you, and I try to ask all my guests. Um, I'm not saying we have to be done, done, but I feel nourished. I hmm. guess I I wonder, like, okay, I'm pursuing this better life, and I'm so pompous as to have a podcast telling other people how to build a better life. <laughs> but I don't know why I think that a better life is possible for me. Now, I've heard the, the word curiosity thrown around lately, but I would ask you, what, clearly you believe a better life is possible for yourself and for everyone you associate with. Why? What makes you think that a better life is even possible? Like, why do we, it's not how do we envision a better life, but why do we even imagine that a better life could exist? Any idea? <laughs> well, why wouldn't we? <laughs> Um, it's, it's kind of goes back to like my personally, my belief that like life is the dream that we created to be. So if you want it to be hell, it will be hell. And if you want it to be your most amazing dream, it will be your dream. Um, and we have the full, like, obviously life has its own plans and we don't have full control of everything. We have to let go of certain things, but we do have a lot of control and a lot of power over um, how our life goes. So like I could have, for example, personally decided to stay in my home country in South Africa and studied at a university and gone to work and done something I didn't necessarily enjoy. But instead I chose to go traveling and no plan in mind. And I'm still traveling like five years later and I am as happy as I can be because I just followed my heart's whim. And like, not everyone has like has had experience with that in the past of being able to actually pursue what they want mm -hmm. but it really is like i know it sounds super whimsical like follow your heart's desires but <laughs> it's so true it's just like to hell with it you don't need permission from anyone else you like if you believe in yourself that's all you need and you will find the right people and the right opportunities along the way and everything will align for you if you just have the courage to go for it and sometimes it is just closing your eyes and jumping into the abyss and finding that it's a feather bed. It's a feather bed. That's isn't that the truth? Isn't that? And I don't. I did not at all mean to like shame you or make you second guess your your whimsy and you're following your heart. I oh, think yeah, I, yeah. Well, I I'm think just it, saying for people that like don't like when I say follow your heart's desires because I love saying that it's, it does. Like some people really do. They're like I don't understand that, but it's it is. It's just. I think people that get upset when they hear that is it's the people that generally don't give themselves permission to do that. They're like, Oh, that's nonsense. Like mm -hmm. just put your head down and earn your money. Right. Um, but no, actually just try it and see what it does for you. If it doesn't work out, then fine, but just give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you why you, why we think of a better life. And you said, why wouldn't we, do you think that most, do you find that most people you meet are upward looking and, and even if they're in the depths of some problem or some trauma, they do believe that a better life is possible? Maybe that's a human uh, condition, a human trait. Yeah. I think even if, uh, like the people that don't believe it, they at least want it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's really not a big gap between like wanting it and believing it and doing it. It's really just kind of taking action yeah. before you feel like you're ready because you're never going to be ready. Um, so if you want it, get clear on it. Like, what is it that you want? Like, give yourself the permission to dream and just go for it. Just how can you start taking action on that dream or on your better life tomorrow, today? Beautiful stuff. Would you like to say a few words on um, what you do professionally and, and how people can get in touch with you if they have uh, been so inspired or, or, you know, where can we find out, <laughs> where can we find out more about you? Um, so at the moment I'm, I'm on Instagram only. I'm busy building out a website, but okay. um, you can link that in there. It's, it's sure. backcountry Nikki. Um, I'm actually busy building out a program called the empowered human that I'm going to be launching soon. And that's going to be kind of like a whole community vibe of, um, live movement sessions, live meditations, workshops, breath work, all kinds of different things. Um, and I think I'm going to be running that for a couple months, like continuously. So even if someone listens to this at a later stage, they'll probably still be able to find me doing that. Um, and they will see also if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be hosting a couple of retreats this year in Europe though, but maybe at some point I'll come to America. <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't, um, worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's about it. Okay. Awesome. I guess they do. So with these programs that you're doing, it's, it's online, like it's digital. So, or, or do we need to be in person with you? No, at the moment, so I I do take um, in-person clients, but because I travel, it's just sure. easier to do everything online. Um, like also my intention with this community is to have everything online. So like nice. even people at work will be able to join and um, people that are also traveling will be able to join. Just having like this community of people that um, are seeking the same thing, the same sense of tribe in more and people that want to be more connected to themselves. Um, but yeah, that's kind of also why I'm doing the retreats because I want to be working with people in person and making an impact like that. Um, so yeah, I've got a bit of both going on. <laughs> okay. What's kind of the ideal, maybe five or 10 year picture for you look like then? Is it doing more of this sort of working with communities, building a community? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to have like a global community, like a tribe of people that I can, if I want to do a retreat in America or Bali or Europe or Africa, like mm-hmm. I can just say, hey, I'm coming here in a couple months time. We're going to do a retreat. I host like a couple different people and we come together as a community. And and even when I'm not present for people to kind of like find each other through the community. So that's ultimately the goal. And right now I see it taking more in the form of like workshops and retreats eventually like not working online anymore or maybe just having like a um, automated program that I can put out there. But right now it's like very hands-on me working one-on-one with people or in a group community and starting with the retreats. So yeah, I'm excited to see where the next couple of years go. <laughs> yeah, that, well, it is exciting that you're building something and also you're building something in mind of maybe not having to do it online or digitally in the future. Wouldn't, hmm. that, wouldn't that be a miracle? If we, yeah. if we could get off this damn internet. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's just boxes and boxes and boxes. So yeah, I'll, I'll have an assistant at some point soon to do all the computer work for me yes. and I'll just do all the things working with the people in person in nature. And yeah, then I'll be my happiest self for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'll be right there behind you. I hope maybe I'll come to one of those retreats. I don't know if I'd fit in. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. Nikki, thanks so much for your time. I, this yeah, was, I mean, hey, couldn't have asked for better. And I think there's a lot of good actionable stuff that people can take home 
today. So, uh, yeah, we did our job. I think there's a lot in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I would love to hear from, from people that also like have been inspired by this. Like if you have questions as well, um, feel free to reach out to me. I'm super, I love connecting with people. So yeah, send me a message or send Patrick a message. If you guys feel like there's questions you have or something that you found super inspiring it's always nice to hear that when you put stuff out there it's received or it's it helps someone in some small way so yeah i appreciate all you guys who've listened to this and i appreciate you patrick for taking the time to interview me and uh yeah super stoked with this conversation it was really fun hey i'll let you wrap it up then thank you so much (laughs) thank you guys for listening All right, there you have it. The finale to my conversation with Nikki Barnes. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it gave you something to think about as far as how um, within our trauma, within our beliefs, you know, our limiting beliefs, uh, in lies the solution to living that better life. And again, you know, whether it's exercise, journaling, you know, whatever it may be, putting your body to use is the best way to heal the problems uh, in your life. And I hope that overall you enjoyed uh, what Nikki had to share in the the past two episodes um, as far as making mindfulness a part of your life, you know, getting in touch with your own body, you know, not being afraid to be bored, you know, to finding the beauty in everyday life. And perhaps that better life isn't as far away as you think, but certainly you can begin to gain clarity and you can begin to envision it when you are focused on yourself. And that's not a bad thing. So let's leave it there for now. We're working towards that better life together. In the meantime, and until I speak with you again, please, please remember better is possible.